We have an excellent guest today. We got John Gribben, CEO of CurableHealth.com, a technology company that's built around providing high quality neuroeducation to individuals suffering from persistent pain complaints. This is Pain Refrain. Welcome back to Pain Reframed. Curable is an amazing concept, idea, and it's built by a team of people that have suffered for years from persistent and chronic pain and realized the science is out there to reframe these concepts, but it's just not accessible to the vast majority of of society. Today, we're going to have John join us and talk a bit about Curable and what it's about and how we can integrate that into our clinical practices. Thank you so much, John, for taking the time to join us on Pain Reframe today. If you wouldn't mind uh, giving the listeners a little bit about your story and how Curable came about. Sure thing. And I wanted to take a minute to thank you guys as well. I I love what you guys are doing. This podcast is incredible. I think it's going to organize a lot of great thinkers and people in this industry to in turn help a lot of people who need help. So thank you guys for doing this podcast and thank you guys for having me uh, on an episode. Curable is an online therapy program for people with chronic pain, a mobile and tablet app. It is on your regular computer as well. And it is rooted in evidence-based pain psychology. It's rooted in the principle that oftentimes it's the brain that needs therapeutic attention in order to get out of chronic pain and not just the body. The intervention, the therapy that our program delivers, it involves no drugs, no procedures, brain therapy or mind-body therapy as we sometimes call it. We got into this because I had 15 years of very bad low back pain. Uh, Tried everything short of surgery, but tried steroid shots and tons and tons of massage and physical therapy and medications and whether that be topical or oral medication pills, nothing worked well for long. And so in a moment of desperation and a very bad uh, acute episode uh, where my back was out and I was in bed for longer than a weekend, a friend recommended a book to me that had helped him completely eliminate his back pain. I thought this sounded crazy, a book, but the book was about the brain's role in back pain and in chronic pain. And reading this book started me on a path to totally getting rid of my back pain. Basically by understanding pain better and taking fear out of further injury, out of the equation for me, and anxiety about the pain, my partners, the Curable's founding team, we all previously worked together at another technology company. And both of my partners suffered from chronic pain too. My partner, Laura, had migraines and knee pain. My partner, Eric, had RSI, you know, hand and and arm pain. And so I recommended this approach to them. They too followed the treatment plan to their own elimination of of their pain. And so that's what Curable is. It's, It's an encapsulation of the treatment that we all followed to get rid of our pain. We looked around We saw how many other hundreds of millions of people suffer from chronic pain around the world. We saw how big of a problem the opioid epidemic has become over the past couple decades. And then we saw that all of the research, the the modern research agrees with this type of biopsychosocial approach to chronic pain. And we thought to ourselves, why don't so many more people 
who are suffering from chronic pain have access to this type of therapy, this type of treatment, and thus Curable was born. Well, thanks for sharing that, John. And, and before we get into the product uh, more specifically, can you tell me what you said you were in bed there on another uh, acute flare-up of a mm-hmm. chronic back pain problem. And you also said that, yeah, coming from a book, what the heck is this going to do? What kind of resonated with you? Is your background one of engineering or technology? Is that correct? My background's in business, and I, but we, I've been in the technology business for a number of years. What were your first thoughts about this? Like this is this is hokey, or or was there enough science there? You go, you know, why the heck did someone not mention this before? It started with my, me thinking it was hokey and unbelievable, and then you you get into it and you you do understand the science. There is enough science there that it very much resonated with me. The other aspect of this is that, and this is I think the case of a lot of folks who have suffered from chronic pain for a long time is you become a bit desperate and you, you realize that all of the standard interventions that you've ever tried, nothing's worked. You get to a point where you think what maybe you have heard or learned or have done to try to get rid of your, your chronic pain, uh, that hasn't worked. And there has to, there has to be another way, you know, because I had gone on such a long journey prior to picking up that book I think I was just more open-minded. But as far as the specific content of, of what a book could do, there was certainly enough science there to get me to open you know, my mind and my eyes to, to this way of thinking about pain. Yeah, and John, it's so great to hear that you grabbed a book. You know, Tim and I talk often to guests about, like you said, that moment of desperation. You know, you know, sometimes really unfortunate things happen in that moment of desperation. And I think reaching for a book was, was probably a really good move. Can you illuminate to the listeners kind of some of the principles um, that were in the book that are in the app and kind of how it's different from everything else that you had tried up until that point? You know, we believe that education is the primary therapeutic tool for a lot of folks with chronic pain. So I don't know if it was a particular chapter of, of a book or if it was a particular, you know, sentence or a particular theory. It was the fact that I was learning. It was the fact that I had greater comprehension about what chronic pain was, how it developed, how it stuck around, why me? I guess my only answer to that is that it was the, the entire piece of education that I was learning about what was going on for me that completely, very quickly had very positive health benefits. Very, you know, the pain started going away just by learning about pain. And that's one thing, John, that's very consistent with the literature is that when people are educated on the actual physiology behind pain, behind changes in their nervous system that drive chronic pain, we do consistently see a significant symptom reduction just from that education. And you know, we think you know, a lot of it stems from the fact that a lot of suffering is erased with that. When you begin to understand, like you said, the why behind it and really understand, you know, well, if that's what's causing it, you know, here are some, some avenues now that might open up to me. I mean, those are major, major steps forward when you're kind of in an abyss of, I have no idea what's going on. All I know is that my life is really not going the right direction. Agreed. And that's, and that's what we try to focus on, you know, our users on within in our app is learning. What we have seen, and I think the research shows this too, but we've certainly seen this in our internal data is that by learning, you immediately can get rid of a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of catastrophizing, and it really opens the door for people to get better with their physical symptoms. Sometimes it's 
remarkably quick. Uh, and you know, sometimes it takes longer, but at least the door is now open through education. The door is now open to, to healing. Could you tell me a little bit more, John, about, you know, getting, you know, I'm thinking now from a patient perspective and the recommendation of this app, what is the user first interfaces, you know, what is the hook again, because a lot of this, you know, they're frustrated. And then here's one more thing you're saying, yeah, you know, try this. When the user first engages, what are some of the hooks that you believe kind of draw them into this learner mindset? Well, the main, you know, we focus around our our mantra and our mission is around accessibility. You know, how do we take all of the amazing work that researchers and clinicians are doing in this field around the country, around the world, and get these ideas, concepts, techniques to people in need as efficiently and as effectively as possible? So our, our company is about, you know, we're, we're a technology company in the space of chronic pain. So our company is about access. It's about overcoming barriers. And one of the key barriers that we believe we overcome is a communication barrier. Science and research shows us that the brain plays a major role in chronic pain. It's, you know, any of your guests or you guys I know don't debate that. And that's what the modern body of of evidence shows. So educating pain sufferers on the science is a first step. We then ask ourselves, how can we best explain this to people who are suffering? And we see time and time again that the traditional healthcare system has had a hard time on this in this area on communication. My opinion that they simply, many folks, many practitioners simply don't have the words to deliver the patients. They might, they might have the belief, they might understand, but they don't have the words to deliver to patients. Patients leave a visit thinking that the doctor has just said that it's all in my head. Mm-hmm. Patients infuriated, doctor senses that the patient's infuriated, and the doctor stays away from going down that road the next time with the next patient. We know it's in the brain and the brain is located in the head. So I guess it's, you know, in your head, but we need to find the right words for this. And that is what curable central strength is, is presentation. Our app makes the subject of chronic pain and the neuroscience behind chronic pain fun and engaging. So to answer your question directly, our brand, our website and our product are all very modern, very engaging, very um, comforting, sometimes humorous. And so when someone who has struggled with pain symptoms for a long time comes to our our world, they're greeted by, she's a chat bot, but she's a, a coach, an artificially intelligent coach who's very friendly, conversing with the pain sufferer and gets them to a very kind of comfortable, engaging place very quickly and starts to then share you know, neuroscience and, and discuss mm-hmm. chronic pain with this person, but in a very fun way. Very exciting on many, many levels, John. You hit several points about, again, the ability to provide quality education in spaces sometimes where the provider may not be highly skilled in doing that. Right. And it may be a various other crunches and the patient or sufferer may not really be in the right space to listen right. either, you know, because it's it's on my time as a clinician. No, no, sit down, listen, you know. Right. I mean, it's, yes, it's you have 15 very, minutes or, you know, 20 minutes to, yeah. to go through all that. Sure. 
Correct. So that is very exciting. Now, how as a provider, and many of the listeners here work with a lot of persistent pain from different provider domains. How do you see uh, this interface where the curable becomes a member of the team, if you will, as we begin, you know, interfacing and and working with folks in persistent pain? The current approach we're taking is to market directly to consumers, to consumer patients. You know, so many others are doing such incredible work to build a body of research to convince the the healthcare establishment of this way of treating chronic pain. Our strength is focusing on delivering relief to people today. So, you know, also we want to be very close to our end users so that we can ensure that our program is working for people and that we're constantly improving it. So right now we market directly to consumers. In the future, and, and actually I should say this, the future is kind of coming now too, because we get a good deal of referrals from clinicians, whether they be physicians in a variety of fields or mental health professionals. So we do get a lot of inbound referrals into the app from practitioners. To your point, the next step, so to speak, for for us will be to start forming more formal partnerships and alliances with providers to either recommend or prescribe curable to chronic pain patients. And when that time comes, I see it being a two-way street where we not only you know have, have a network of providers that we're already building now who are referring into curable, but I think that we know this, that not everyone with chronic pain will be able to el- reduce or eliminate their symptoms from software. And so for folks who do need that person-to-person care and contact, where we want to go with Curable is to then form a referral, an outbound referral network, where we are doing the best we can from a software perspective. And if and when someone needs an extra hand, our app is then able to refer them out to uh, somebody who we trust, somebody who's verified by us, who knows these methods, who is adept at practicing this stuff and have Curable refer out to to the practitioner network that that we've assembled. That's awesome, John. I mean, th- this is getting more exciting with each back and forth here. You know, I think you and Tim have both brought up some some really cool points about the care process, you know, and how these things can work symbiotically in that, you know, Tim, I loved your point a second ago about, I guess I have never thought about it quite like that, that we wind up meeting our patients on our time. Hey, you're at three, you're at 315. <laughs> that, that, that is when you will be ready to, to transform your, your, your psychology. The beauty of, of the app is that they engage when they're ready, but they also engage as much as they're ready for. Yeah, I think one issue, John, that we have in the clinic is when we're talking about chronic pain, you're talking about some things that are pretty deeply seated. You're, you're talking about anxiety. You're talking about rumination and fear. And, and these are baseline characteristics that aren't going to change overnight. You know, and so we talk about trying to engage with someone over a longer period of time to really help them legitimately transform some of those characteristics and some of those Achilles heel issues they're dealing with. The beauty of the app is that I'm not sure I'd love to have you expand a bit here about, you know, how often do you expect them to engage with it? Maybe how long is the program? Because the idea of them being able to almost self dose and then to have their plan of care extend as long as they need to. I mean, there are some of the major barriers that we encounter in sort of the traditional medical system. You nailed that. It's challenging sometimes because even we get an email from a potential, you know, a user who is in our free trial, as we call it, and they'll say, you know, how long does this take or when, 
how, how much do I have to do this? How it, it's it, there's a there's a mm-hmm. almost like a pill philosophy to it, even mm-hmm. though it's even though we present it and and we're very transparent about the fact that this is a kind of a longer term permanent solution, but still we get feedback and questions around how fast it can be done. And our response is kind of what you just said, Jeff, which is this stuff took a while to manifest in inside of you. And therefore it's going to, it might take a while to, to work through and, and unravel to answer your question on, on how long the program is or, or, you know, how uh, much users are expected to engage. The not fun answer is that it depends and it varies. The app is built to have endless content and exercises and learning. So you can do it every day for the rest of your life in theory, and you will not run out of material. However, you know, that's not recommended per se. And this, this is an interesting kind of case study here is that when we first launched what we call a beta version of the app in January this year, we designed it in a way to really kind of hold the user's feet to the fire, uh, hold them accountable for how often they were doing it and and their progress through the program and so on. Mm -hmm. And we saw that that actually just increased the anxiety around the whole thing. They had to be really good at getting better and uh, it had a counter, uh, an effect that was counter to what we wanted. So um, we redesigned the program to be more, as you say, self-pacing, self-dosing, where the coach, Clara, her name is, we can just call her what her name is, is Clara. Clara encourages and, and users to come back in. And it's interesting and fun and engaging enough where the user is motiv- probably self-motivated to come back in. But we don't force anybody to go faster or slower than they want to. You know, listening there, it, it, I'm wondering, John, do you have data on, as the user interfaces, you know, the number of, of years, for instance, that they may have suffered from a chronic condition, pain-related condition, and then, you know, how long they kind of were intensively, or at least fairly intensively engaged in it, and then, you know, perhaps what, you know, what they're looking like at that outcome. Let me frame the question a little better. You know, I often say, I work with a lot of folks, persistent pain, and they'll come in five or 10 years. I I tell them, miracles happen sometimes. Generally, this is a, a process by which we're retraining multiple systems, particularly your nervous system. And, you know, for every year, you've this has been embedded, it's going to take a month or so of intensive focus. It may not be coming in a clinic, but it's kind of intensive focus. Now, I've come to that by experience. It may be totally bunk. I'm just curious, as you guys develop this database, if we can begin to see, you know, on average, you know, there is a, a dose response, in other words, how often engaged, and a time response, knowing that indeed the turnover of neural pathways does take time. I mean, we don't, even though we're regenerating daily, it does take time to retrain those pathways. We do collect a lot of data and we analyze a lot of data. And that is one of the things, those are points that we are looking at constantly. It's not to say that there is not a correlation there, but we have not found one yet. It it seems to be uh, random. And that is, again, from we will build data points over, you know, the next months and years. And I can speak to those in the future. But as as, as of now, with a significant amount of data, we have not found a correlation between 
the depth and the breadth and the length of previous struggle and the, you know, intensity and duration of, you know, how long it takes to, to get out of that, that cycle. To me, that's a very hopeful uh, message because it is that really that transformative nature where essentially we often say in the folks say with phantom limb problem or an area of their body which they don't feel in chronic pain, literally something is stimulated in the next session there, you know, that, that body part has returned. You know, literally there's neural connections have reformed. It may have taken time. It may have been, you know, it was the right stimulus for the right individual at the right time. And those neural pathways, you know, boom, we're back in the game again. So to me, it's hopeful. That I agree. That it's I, t- right. I completely agree. And, and we see, you know, anecdotally, not aside from the data, anecdotally, we see, we hear from our users and customers and they tell stories that match up with what you're saying, which is they've had, you know, in amazing struggles with pain symptoms for many years, decades, and something resonated or switched or a technique worked or whatever it was that just really opened the door to, to healing very quickly. And then we see the, the, you know, the opposite. We see folks who are, have very mild pain symptoms who haven't had them for long, you know, not, not have that breakthrough. But what, what we try to do is not, we try not to promote the, the breakthrough approach and we try not to, you know, tell stories of, of miraculous breakthroughs and, and speedy recoveries, because we know that that is not the case for, for a lot of people, if not most people. And so we want everyone to just be calm, kind of take anxiety out of the, out of the game and, and work on themselves basically. Yeah. I mean, it's always that balance, isn't it, John, between you want to paint a favorable picture, but you want to be optimistically honest. That's right. You, you know, you, you don't want to overstate the case. At the same time, you don't want to say because you're in a really hard spot, it's going to take forever. There's something in between there. I'm, I'm fascinated by the data side of this, John, and I can't wait to keep talking with you guys as you collect information. I'd be curious, how are you? So as the person's going along and they're using their app and they're kind of on their journey, how are you collecting data points as far as how they're getting better? So do you have every third time they sign on, do they answer questions about how much pain they've had and how much it's affecting their life and, and functional disability? Or how is that being calculated sort of during the process? Initially, we launched the product where Clara, the coach. By the way, I love that we have an artificial intelligence with soft skills. Got- <laughs> <laughs> you know, she has become a, uh, in our, for our user base, you know, a, a celebrity of sorts. Everybody's favorite part of the program is Clara. Her personality, her humor. If you guys go through the program, you'll see she also delivers like pictures and animal gifts, you know, to like keep it kind of light. And so everybody, everybody loves Clara. We initially designed the the program so that Clara would would survey and ask users how they were doing, collect that data on an ongoing basis as she was interfacing with a with a user and as she was also trying to deliver you know, therapeutic intervention. We found that again, Clara doing that job, instead of just the job of the therapist, the job of the data collector, it kind of got in the way of her ability to deliver the, the actual therapy. Um, users thought of her as more of a taskmaster or self-interested. It's kind of a blatantly self-interested when we collect data because it's like, we, it appears then that the program is you know, looking for information to kind of prove its worth. You know, we actually then took that job away from Clara 
And so now users get surveyed that where we get the efficacy, our efficacy data from is from e simple email surveys. And so what we do is at Clara on the way in, so when a user gets onboarded into the therapy program, Clara will ask all the baseline questions, you know, how long have you been dealing with this? What have you done? What are the, what are your pain symptoms? You know, on a scale of one to 10, how's it feel? Quality of life questions and so on. And that also helps her design and tailor a customized program for the user. But then on 30 days, on 60 days and so on going forward, we send email surveys that match up with Clara's initial question, baseline questions so that we can measure progress. So Clara uh, never actually asked the questions. Somebody independent, well, I mean, the email asks those questions for outcomes. Is that correct? Correct. And so basically you're trying to make sure Clara never turns into a carry, so to speak, and becomes frightening. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously, there's, there is a humorous element to, to all this. And it's interesting what jobs Clara should have and what she shouldn't have. And we, that's, a, that's learning by, by doing on our part. You know, we, we gave her every job at the beginning, the job of, you know, come back every three times a week or you're never going to get better to a data collector and then also the, the friendly coach. What we're learning is that stripping it down to her being the friendly coach is what works best for, for the people who, who are using the app. You know, and I hope the listeners take from that, that this, even though we're talking more on the space delivery on the app side, there's lessons to be learned across the, the delivery of healthcare in general. You know, when your coach and provider is beating you to fill this out or do this, um, oh, by the way, did you get, you make sure you're paying this and that, and you're not focused on the individual and coaching that person in front of you, you, you basically are likely losing trust and confidence in, you know, affecting your, your outcomes with those individuals. I completely agree. We're learning that very intimately as we go forward. John, it would almost be cool to see you guys down the road. I mean, you could almost see where this becomes like a medium to help healthcare professionals improve in the space of inter interfacing with their patients. What jobs didn't work? What did, you know, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing? What has typically happened is uh, we will re really help somebody, a, a customer of ours, a, a you know, consumer patient, and they will tell their doctor. And so we get a number of inbound emails or phone calls now it's that this number is growing each week from a doctor saying what is this you know what what's what's going on here and i think the more i talk to the providers it, the the main value proposition for them at, at this point is, is just what you're saying is being able to communicate a very challenging topic with their patients certainly that has extensions beyond chronic pain there are many challenging communication topics out there so for sure, there, there, you know, is applicability you know, outside of this space, but big, huge need for. So we're, this is where we are. This is awesome, John. I mean, this, this whole thing is, again, a, a, another way of attacking this that, that might be more convenient, uh, more cost efficient and more practical than anything we've seen up to date. Are there concerns you have, John? So I think about the patient who is engaging with this app. I'm assuming you're not at this point able to track, you know, what their engagement is with their actual formal health care provider. So some of these folks are, are in challenging spots, you know, and, and if things maybe take a turn for the worse, it sounds like in the future, 
you might have a way for them to engage with that app where, hey, you know, I, I think I need to talk to somebody in person or this isn't quite getting the job done. And then maybe you can you can get them into that that stream or that bucket. Where are you guys at right now with that? If someone feels like they need to uh, maybe try something different or they're having a particularly hard time and, and feel there's some reinforcements required, is there a way through that app that they can alert you all and they can be directed at this point? Absolutely. It's, it's just manual now, but there absolutely is. And we get that a lot. Uh, there's a support, you know, feature or button in the app, um, that allows users to communicate directly with our team. And then our team can triage it and, you know, route them to, to the right place. Even though that's functional right now, the issue is this. And this is when I, when I talk about accessibility and about the barriers that we're, that Curable is trying to, to break down. One of these barriers is, geography. And there are very talented clinicians practicing this you know, type of therapy for chronic pain all over the country and all over the world. You know, there has been, as I'm sure you guys know, it's been shown that there's a high correlation between chronic pain and non-urban areas. So how to offer people a permanent solution if they don't live next to a major medical or research institution. And so even though right now a user can contact us and we can say, oh, you'd like more in-depth, say, uh, mental health counseling, or you'd like to speak with a physician who practices in this arena, uh, no problem. Do you live in LA? Do you live in New York? Do you live in Chicago? You know, So it's limited by geography right now. So then when, when we do get to this next step of being able to build a network of practitioners who practice this type of medicine well, and then we as Curable can refer out to these folks. We want them everywhere. We want them in, in rural areas and urban areas and all over the place because, you know, those are the folks who are suffering. You know, while I'm on the show, I'll say if, if there are practitioners out there who are adept at this, at, at treating chronic pain this way in a brain centric, brain first way, please raise your hand because that's what, that's the network we're trying to build. Well, that's awesome, John. And I think it, it really resonates really why we started this podcast was to connect uh, like-minded individuals in the healthcare space to really transform what has been a horrible way of managing pain in this country. And I just get this sense that there's momentum happening just because of guests like you coming on in all different spaces where you have guests coming on, all different types of providers, patients as well, that the time is ripe that a new network of providers that are mind-body centered and that really understand that all these labels we've been putting on folks are often the result of the same uh, condition or problem of an overactive nervous system as we've talked about. So as we close, John, would you mind telling the listeners, first of all, how to find you, find your product and get connected with you? Sure. Thank you for the opportunity. I would encourage folks to go to curablehealth.com and then, you know, our contact information and everything is on our website as well. We're on Facebook, Curable Health as well. Twitter, same. Instagram, same. Beautiful. John, thank you so much for your time. This is an exciting new frontier. We appreciate you uh, coming alongside us in the journey here. It's my pleasure, guys. And you know, thanks for having me. And again, thank you for doing what you're doing. This is uh, very needed 
I'm uh, appreciative that we could be a part of it. Well, folks, if this game is what we think it is, meaning that we need to get to as many people as possible in as many ways as possible to be able to really affect change at scale in the persistent pain epidemic, this is another monster step in that right direction. Thinking about being able to use an app for, for $5 a month that you can regularly engage on and get evidence-based concepts on education and help kind of move you through this journey and meet you in that place when... Maybe you are feeling desperate, like John said, or maybe you're just out of answers and not sure where to turn. And here's an ongoing, interactive, even humorous and engaging way to really take that next step along the journey and get yourself out of that rut. I think these are the kind of steps forward. These are the kind of unitings of voices, ideas, and concepts that are going to move us up to that next level. And just a huge thanks to John, a huge thanks for for his time on the show today, but on his team's time in developing Curable and making that available to all of our patients and all of our loved ones across the world. So thank you all for the engagement. Always appreciate all the social media love. Tim and I have been so thrilled with the increasing popularity of the show. Please keep leaving those reviews on iTunes. The message is getting louder and louder, and we really believe that it's for the greater good. Um, check out ispinstitute.com, all the weekend courses, the certification course, Align Conference, so much coming at you all. Thanks for being a part of the circle. Check us out on Facebook. If you haven't joined the Pain Reframe Facebook group, make sure you do. Lots of great conversation going on there as well. Folks, have a killer morning, afternoon, evening. We will see you on the next show of Pain Reframe. Pain Reframed is brought to you by our sponsor, the International Spine and Pain Institute. Check out their transformative pain science programming at ispinstitute.com.